Welcome to the Network Marketing Heroes Podcast, hosted by 40-year network marketing veteran, author of best-selling books, The Four-Year Career, and Mach 2 with Your Hair on Fire, and world-renowned speaker, Richard Bliss Brook. When it comes to success in network marketing, who better to learn from than leaders who have actually done it? Listen as Richard interviews top leaders and gives you a behind-the-scenes look at how they did it. You'll get incredible tips and duplicable actions you can do right now to build your own four-year career. Stay tuned after this episode for an exclusive discount code to get 10% off Richard's easy-to-use tools that will help propel your network marketing business to the next level at blissbusiness.com. Hey, Richard Blissbrook here with yet another Network Marketing Hero Live. And guess who I have with me? I have this famous Swede guy. That's what I've been telling everybody in the hotel. <laughs> I need to interview this guy. He's a really famous Swede guy. <laughs> and he's one, look at him, look at Isn't he handsome, huh? And he is a really famous Swede network marketer who just spends a lot of time running around the United States. Well, we're gonna find out what he does over here in the United States. This is Thomas Tidlin, who is a, gosh, you're a 20-year veteran of network marketing? Yeah. Um, and he's one of the good guys. He's one of the class acts. He's one of the people with integrity. He's one of the people that walks the high road in network marketing. And so we're going to learn his story uh, about the company that he represents, which is Zinzino based in Norway, but operating out of Houston, Texas, yeah. here in the United States? It's actually based in Sweden. Oh, it's based in yeah, Sweden? Yeah. yeah, the huh? founder is Norwegian, yeah. That's right, yeah. okay. All right, based in Sweden, yeah. how about that? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, this is Thomas uh, Tidlin, and I'm gonna like get his story out of him, and you're gonna be the beneficiary of it, because what you're gonna learn is some massive network marketing and life lessons and leadership lessons and some more belief about, hey, if Thomas can do it, you can do it too. So first of all, tell us, what's the background? You've been in network marketing 20 years. Your first company was Neekin. Yeah. Yep. So what were you doing before network marketing? Okay, good. Okay, first, uh, thank you for coming, uh, I would say, all the way over <laughs> here. <laughs> I did. No. I came from uh, that island. Yeah. <laughs> Which you can barely see out in the ocean. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we've been here for a week on an incentive trip. And uh, this was just a good match to get together. Yeah, yeah. A dear friend uh, as Richard and uh, Kimmy as well are. So I'm very happy to be able to uh, touch base. And uh, thank you for jumping on this. And uh, if you find any value, I would say just click those hearts or emojis <laughs> or whatever you want. But mostly if one of you feels that you get the breakthrough or something just share this video too so we can help more people transform but uh, yeah i'm uh, i started network marketing 1998 mm -hmm. in the autumn of 1998 how old were you now i have to count <laughs> 26 i think 26 years old and what yeah. were you doing so Okay, this is my story. I'm a high school dropout. I would say it's a little bit different school system in Sweden compared to US and uh, some places around the world. But I was uh, uh, doing my first year in a bridge between high school, college kind of study. And uh, 
didn't like that, uh, started over the first year again, uh, didn't like that, I was more with friends and uh, having fun in the cafeteria or the restaurant <laughs> or something, so it was nothing for me, so I started to work, so I didn't, you know, just uh, quit and not work, and uh, prior to that, I would say, I also owned a kind of a casino business, so, and uh, back in those days, it was not online, <laughs> it was like... So you owned real, a little backroom yeah, card room, or kind what? Kind of, uh, the blackjack, kind of. Was those. that legal? Uh, yeah, it was legal, but you have to, so we were at restaurants, so in Sweden, we do, now we have, I think, uh, four government-run casinos in whole Sweden, uh -huh. but back in then, it was the restaurant that had the casinos where you could have uh, roulette or blackjack and pretty much those two things and we were big on blackjack and tables so that was fun for a couple of years until we needed to employ people and uh, hustle with all of those things but uh, I started to work uh, so I dropped out school and ironically I ended up being a high school teacher <laughs> so, <laughs> you drop, so, yeah. only in Sweden do yeah. you get to drop out of high school <laughs> And then yeah. become a high school teacher. Yeah. So, th so that's my, and I kind of worked myself. I started to work with kids with uh, needs of, you know, special help. And I wouldn't say handicapped kids, more kids with problems. Could be problems from home, could be concentration, whatever. That's where I started. And then that led to another position at the school, to another. And suddenly I was a teacher at the school for classes. And okay. uh, some of the best uh, days of my, my life, actually. But yeah. I was very young, you know, very close to age two the student as well and that's when I was prospected into network marketing all right so we got to hear that story so yeah. now what I want to know is who the name doesn't matter no. but the relationship matters who introduced you to network marketing and what did they say that got your attention so it's a colleague uh, like a a person that worked at the school that I worked mm -hmm. uh, in the library and uh, he was also very active sport in sports like a coach uh, actually in badminton and uh, we knew each other through he was also uh, uh, within you know sports newspaper and mm -hmm. I was a semi-professional football player soccer player so you know we had that relationship mm -hmm. and he had uh, run into a product in UK uh, that actually helped one of his player recover and go to the final of the European Championship in badminton mm -hmm. because he was the uh, national team coach mm -hmm. at that time so he was uh, on fire and he got that product through it was a network marketing product you already mentioned Niken it mm -hmm. was uh, one of those products amazing product he came back with that and the only way to get the product was to join the company you know and he started to build a business he introduced me to the business and pretty much what he said at that time this is back in uh, old dark 1908 <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, you and I can do this and we can become millionaires that was pretty much this that right. now yeah. write that down okay because one of the things we do here on the hero calls is we log all of these pitches yeah that apparently work yeah so <laughs> write that one down you and I can do this and become millionaires <laughs> and you know back then you know a million dollar was a lot of money yeah right <laughs> it won't do you much good today but <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well, all right so you guys did Negan we'll we'll fast forward past Negan yeah. um because what we want to get into is okay 13 years ago you yeah. became a founding distributor of Zenzino and I'm sure there's a story about 
how that happened and why yeah. that happened. But what I'm more interested in is, okay, you got some experience in uh, Nikan. Uh, let me ask you this. Were you successful in Nikan or did yeah, you? Yeah, I would say uh, very successful Okay, in so you did well. Awesome. Yeah. So, and uh, can I just yeah. say one thing before we leave that chapter? Yeah. Because remember, I said yes, but I didn't say yes, let's do this. I need, you know, the, the classic, oh, I want to think about it. Yeah. But I was already thinking about how to spend one million. <laughs> you know, it's like, because, you know, I never had the money left at the end of the month. Right. You know, and working a teacher had the salary as a soccer player and all those things. So I started to, to I would say, would I dream again. And uh, when my neighbor came back and, and uh, my, that became sponsored at that time, came back the day after, I said, okay, let's do this. And he said, okay, great, and, but there's, you know, we need to invest in some product. And at that time it was around, I would say around $2,000, yeah. which I didn't have. Right. And uh, so that's, I got the credit on my card and that's how I got started. So $2,000 invested talk to every I didn't know what network marketing was even that I worked with network marketing now so I just thought it was to you know I call it puke the product or right, yeah, the yeah. business or whatever yeah. and uh, I had my after six months it was actually after six months my uh, biggest check was uh, $40 after investing 2000 yeah and why am I here today I honestly don't know the, well, one of the, the one of the advantages to the old days, yeah. or even you know some of the new days, is if you don't pay anything for your income opportunity, like if you buy a fifty dollar kit, I mean it's pretty easy to quit, right? Yeah. If you got fifty dollars invested, if you have two thousand dollars invested, you're not going to quit the no. first time somebody tells you no. You're at least probably not going to quit till you get rid of your two thousand dollars worth of stuff. Yeah. So. Those of us, myself included, that invested a lot of money to launch their network marketing business, that was a gift. That commitment was a gift. It was an asset. And so why are you here? Well, now you have some wisdom to yeah. reflect back on why are you here. What kept you in the game six months later after a $2,000 investment? You're only earning $40 a month. Yeah. What kept you in the game? I would say uh, two things that happened at that time. Because uh, my partner at that time, she pretty much said, uh, stop doing that or start earning money. That was because I was never home. And uh, so I'm kind of, uh, some of you may recognize that. I was like, if your partner says something, you say the opposite. Yeah. And yeah. Right. So I was, I'm going to show this. I'm so going to show how to so do this. I'll show you approach yeah, yeah. to motivation. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so I think one reason why I kept doing and why I decided to show was that I had already sold the dream to myself. Because I know when, remember, I, the first night I was sleepless because I was thinking how to utilize, like how to use $1 million. But uh, also what I decided was to really learn how to make this profession work. So I invested more money and I don't say that you need to do that, but what I did, I went to LA and Anaheim and to the head office and to a big convention. And I was, I would say, fortunate enough, or I don't know if everything was aligned, but I, I met some pretty successful people. I had the opportunity to spend time with Sig Sigler that many of, late Sig Sigler that many mm -hmm. of you know about. Uh, uh, I met uh, one of the former president in Uni for the United States mm -hmm. uh, and of course all the top income earner in my company at that time and what I did was I reached out to them and found that they were very friendly and kind to show how to do this business mm -hmm. and my question was 
number one uh, what uh, what challenges have you have like what the obstacle did you overcome and how did you become successful mm-hmm. and the answers out of that made me go back to Sweden and actually in less than eight months after that uh, earn twice as much as my part-time business than I did as a teacher so, so you that, lit it up yeah. after yeah. so the lesson there folks is you know successfully leaves clues and all you have to do is find somebody one of the miracle things about our our model is somewhere in your upline it may be first level it may be 10 levels above you Someone in your upline, somebody earns a million bucks a year doing your company, your comp plan, your products, unless it's a startup. There's somebody in your upline that is massively successful. And guess what? They get paid to teach you how to do what they've done. All you have to do is find out what they did, listen to them, and follow the model. And that's what Thomas did. Like he flew to LA from Sweden, went to the convention, got training. Why? Well, because today he has 20,000 people on his team. Today he lives a global financial free lifestyle. So it's worth it. And you know, if all you want to earn is $500 a month, then maybe flying to LA or flying around the world to learn how to do a business model is not worth it. But if your dream is big enough, then what you got to do is you got to invest the time and the energy to make that dream pay off. Now that's secret number one we get from Thomas here is that he had a lot at stake and he was not afraid to go seek the counsel no matter where it took him or what it cost to seek that counsel seek the counsel of people that were super successful so let's fast forward to Zinzino because yeah. I want to focus on the numbers of that build so yeah. you have today 13 years later uh, about 20,000 yeah, people on your team yeah and that's really that's not really 13 years that's more like eight years because five years ago what did you do five years ago uh i got married (laughs) (laughs) i've done that i would say nine years ago (laughs) i I met the love of my life and uh she's uh from us and uh five years ago we got married and uh yeah uh what what's happened we you know we got married and uh, today we are fortunate enough to live you know three different homes around the world and uh my wife uh, is a very, very successful uh, network marketer as well, and a dear friend to <laughs> Richard. Kind too. of an understatement. We're not going to yeah. tell you who she is. She's <laughs> you, right over there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you can guess in the comments. Yeah, you can probably <laughs> guess in the comments. No. So uh, I kind of, yeah, I, I kind of, uh, I would say... Uh, uh, distracted you? Yeah, I would say, yeah, <laughs> uh, to, to kind of slow down my own production i would say that must be the yeah, right because now you're in yeah. wisconsin yeah. scottsdale and, and sweden you're sweden, all over back place. and forward um, yeah yeah crazy so but you know here's the thing uh one of one of the things that we uh promote here at list business is to always be asking the question when is enough enough you know the whole idea behind network marketing is build something that you can count on for the rest of your life, that you can count on to give you financial security, and that you can uh, count on to give you financial freedom. The freedom to come and hang out in Maui, or Wisconsin, or Scottsdale, or Sweden, and not have to be driving your team. You know, if you and I are not building something in network marketing that provides that residual income freedom, we're wasting our time. We're just in some kind of sales job. You can make twenty, thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars a month doing all kinds of things, 
but what can you do for four or five years that'll pay you 10, 20, or 30, or 40, or $50,000 a month for the rest of your life? Hardly anything. This is a really rare opportunity. And there's too few of us in this profession, Thomas, wouldn't you agree, that like enough is never enough. You know, you get yeah. to 10 grand a month and then that's not enough. Now you get to go to 20 and then 20 is not enough. You get to 50 and that, you know, the holy grail in our profession when, when well, I've been in longer than yeah. you, but <laughs> even 20 years ago, if you earned $10,000 a month, you were a total rock star yeah. in network marketing. Today, you're like a nobody unless you're seven yeah. figures, which is really stupid, right? Yeah. Because you and I can, uh, we can have the most beautiful life on 10 grand a month of pure residual income. And so I celebrate and honor that, you know, what you did with your success and your, your income is you found the love of your life and now, you've, now you're doing things together yeah. all over the world and you don't have to drive your team because you got 20,000 people. Absolutely. So tell us how you built Zenzino. Like, what did you take from your education in Nikon, and how did you apply it to rebuilding? What did you do in your first year, perhaps, in Zenzino that, that was the benefit of lessons learned? Good, good question. And uh, thank you for everybody dropping in all around the world. It's exciting to see you have a good following, Richard. I That's do. Nice. I think that's yours. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, what did I do? I had uh, already a system in place that works, you know, that it's very generic. So most of you that have been in the business for a long time, you know about what we're talking about when we're talking about the system. And the system for me, it's, it's like how we do things in what order kind of. It's not how we reach out to people, for right. example. We, and re reach out method is something totally different. But a system with, you know, the first approach, the, you know, the name list, uh, kind of how to, f how, where do you find people, who do you know, all those things. And then uh, reach out to them, book a meeting, have a meeting, sign them up as a customer or as a distributor, and uh, then help them get started. And for me, that word, help them get started, is important. It's not do the business for them. It's right. help them get started. Because, you know, we many, many times forget the I in front of the dependent, you know, mm -hmm. independent uh, consultants, independent contractor, independent uh, distributors. And uh, I think we do a little bit too much for people because we have a clear vision where we want to go and everything. And we believe the best in people and we try to drag them. But I think... Uh, we need to let people walk their uh, pace yep. in, in the business. And uh, that's kind of hard for many people to understand because, oh, wow, now I need to recruit another one. Mm -hmm. Because the first one that I thought was going to build me all this uh, wealth and fame and uh, whatever it could be, didn't do it. Mm -hmm. But that's actually what we get paid on, to find new customer, to find new partner or uh, consultants or distributors. And... Uh, I don't think we should make it more difficult than that. Right. That's, so yeah. uh, so what, I, what I did, to go back to your question, yeah. was that I started to uh, go back to a lot of the people that said no to my first opportunity. Uh -huh. And many of those people had followed my journey. So now they saw like, oh yeah, you know, we didn't like the first one, but this looks really good. So mm -hmm. they kind of saved themselves and they joined. And uh, uh, I didn't touch anyone from my old company. I didn't, Brilliant. I didn't move anyone from my first company. Yeah, so yeah. What, it's, uh, I think there's a, some gold in that uh, people followed you, Thomas, mm -hmm. 
and that you went back to them and you could have a conversation. So, you know, one of the one of the things that people do to really mess up network marketing as a as a reputation of a profession and then also mess up their own path is how they treat people. You know, somebody says no and we argue with them or we badger them or we harass them or we call them losers or oh, you got one of those jobs just over broke. You know, that's that kind of ridiculous classless behavior is what has contributed to the bad reputation of network marketing. So what did you do with the people that said no that allowed you to go back years later and have them be receptive to a conversation? How did you treat them? And how have you learned to treat people that aren't ready for what you have to show, show them? That, that's a really good question that I actually haven't thought so much about. but. Uh one thing because I blew a lot of people off as well you? you know I did all the wrong things <laughs> right. but in that uh, subconsciously probably I, because I didn't know what I was doing still you know five years in or whatever in the business but I saved a lot of relationships where I just built the relationship I showed them the business but then I kept them as a friend or a, you know a colleague or yeah. a teammate or whatever it was just and had fun within that area and didn't mix it or try to recruit them and try to convince them but the people that didn't follow me was maybe I would say my family and close friends because they were the one that I really back 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 in time tried to convince mm -hmm. to do this business right so I would say now hindsight is that so now I you know for sure have a more relaxed uh, approach to it where I I don't need to talk about the business uh, and this is not I don't mean just today I mean like 10 years ago mm -hmm. like and uh, what I saw and what I learned from that is the people that I treated as people respectfully and for who they are their path they were the one that was watching they were the one that said yes when I circled back again but the people, like one thing uh, that many people, in my opinion, do wrong is that they go out there and they join a company. And let's say the company have a car incentive program. You know, you can get the car. Mm -hmm. And they declare that, oh, I joined this company. I'm going to have this car. I'm going to buy my brand new car. And they kind of do that the first week or something to their parents, to their siblings, to their to everybody. So every time you get together with this group of people, they are kind of holding you accountable, but not right. in a good way. They are actually sinking you. You know, they yeah. are they are taking a part of your self confidence. Like two weeks later, oh, did you get your car yet, Richard? Right. right. Next birthday in the family, oh, did you get your car yet? So, so how do you suggest we avoid that mistake? What works for me and the group when I build a team and uh, it's like to talk to people that's on the same frequency like you, I would say. Mm -hmm. Talk to your uh, sponsor, the same mind, like the people with the same mindset that they want to go strive for something. And, you know, for me, it's common sense because... Uh, I don't run around and talk about my if I would be employed if when I was a teacher I didn't run around and talk to everybody about being a teacher you know that was just right. my profession right. as I see network marketing is a profession it is a better way I would say but it's not the only way there's so many ways to earn money today right. <laughs> you know I have I have a son today he turns 18 next week 
so for you that looking uh, watching the recording it's uh, January 2019 now yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh, uh, he works around 25% as a telemarketer uh, t three nights of uh, a week of the school and he do around he does around uh, 2500 to 3000 dollars a month wow. so if he would do full time it would be almost 12000 yep. dollars so there's other businesses where you can earn money as well if you're willing to work the business right yeah probably though that he can't be a telemarketer for three or four no. years and then get paid twelve grand a month for the rest of his life. No, that's so. That's you know. That's where you sell yourself short. I right. would say. But but you know, treat your business as a business, even if it's a part time. We talked about maybe five hundred dollar a month or whatever. Like if you have a business approach to your business, much better things will happen yeah. instead of trying to like doing the mistakes that we've done and you know Richard did them before me you know yeah. I started to following Richard maybe a little bit more than 15 years ago I think and uh, his material and uh, Mark II with your hair on fire just unbelievable when it comes to uh, right. building vision and uh, and then of course the last I would say maybe 10-11 years I have the fortune to befriend and the building that friendship as well with yeah. our treasure we've had some fun yeah. around the world absolutely yep. Yep. so <clears throat> thomas what would you tell somebody well let me ask you this uh whether it was nikon or it was uh, in the last 13 years in zanzino did you ever find yourself in a funk where you know people quit or you know you weren't you missed some goals like you didn't win the contest or you didn't rank advance when you said you would or you found yourself like in a spin thought wise where I don't know if this is going to work. I don't know if this is for me. Were, were you ever in that position? And if you were, how'd you get out of it? I would say it goes up and down all the time. You know, even these days it goes up and down. And uh, like I said earlier, I don't know why I'm still here. I could have quit and uh, there's no good answer. And with hindsight, we can see the patterns and everything but I of course I've been in funks uh, I've been lows uh, I have moment when oh I don't want to do this anymore I hate this it's like <laughs> it sucks but then you turn around and you reflect and you think about all the perks and everything you have and all the blessings and I think you know the number number one thing to prosperity the number one thing for more prosperity uh, the first mental adjustment you have to do to get more prosperity is gratitude Ah, so when you yeah when you start to be uh, grateful for what you have and what for what could be then things start to change I think mm -hmm. so uh, and I one thing that I don't like I really don't like it's entitlement when you feel that you have the right to have something or those kind of things so I, I think you you get what you deserve you get what you earn all those things but with the gratitude backing you up and mm -hmm. I think that's so uh, helpful for uh, most of the people that I coach and it comes back to that they, right. they, they are self-pity and then they when we open up the eyes and start to be grateful big things and shift starts to happening so uh, so my funks I would say they are they have been everything from an hour to uh, a month no <laughs> you know have you been in a funk for a month uh, no I wouldn't say a month. No. But, but you know periods in life you know when things happen and you have to put things on a back burner but never ever have a mindset of even if the thought come oh I, I don't want to do this I want to quit so, ha, that has never been an option never mm -hmm. 
never. And uh, I think it's because, uh, in my case, the relationships, the freedom, the alternative of doing something that most people are not doing. That's that's the driving force. And then, of course, today we have the opportunity to help so many people with orphanages and uh, other things around the world. So it's right. like if I would quit, I would let so many people down. Right. So it's but it's still, you know, it's it's more of a lifestyle than a, than a than a work commitment right. or anything. Here's a question I've wanted to ask mm -hmm. somebody for a long time. What do you find the differences in the mentality between Europeans looking at network marketing or doing network marketing and Americans or North Americans? So I, this is my experience that I feel that if I look at North America, they are kind of a little bit more open to doing it, but maybe finding it more difficult to fund their business, kind of get started. Mm -hmm. And then if I look at European, they are more skeptic till the business but when they just you know they have an easier way to find the money to get started so the Europeans kind of, have more money than we do I don't know I don't know <laughs> I, I honestly don't know I'm they, uh, if they, it's a mindset or mentality how they see on the investment or uh, maybe there has been some years where there has been better economy in Europe that what could be um, what about uh, work ethic is there a difference in the work ethic I don't know. I don't think so. Okay. I, I think it's people that are people that are people. Just, you know, it could be Europe, North America, uh, Australia, where we have business, mm -hmm. uh, Asia. It, I, I think it's the same. Okay. All right. So uh, here's a classic hero um, question. What's the biggest mistake since you've launched Zenzino? 13 years. What's the biggest mistake you've ever made? And it might have been a one-time blunder. Or it might have just been a bad habit. Well, I would say, and we can talk if it's a mistake or not, but one thing, and it's not uh, at the bottom starting mistake, I would say more when you get going, that I, I feel sometimes uh, during my career, instead of pushing on the gas when I reach something, I kind of celebrate it too long. So I feel like when you have momentum, that's actually when it's so much easier to put more effort into your business. Yeah. Yeah. So you hit some milestones and then you celebrated and took some time off, yeah. which probably cost you momentum. Yeah. And then you have to go and uh, restart the mode, you know, building right. and start the momentum and yeah. all, all those things again. And, you know, Thomas mentioned something earlier that, you know, something is worthy of thinking about for all of us in leadership positions is maybe it's just about you maybe it's just about me maybe it's just about Thomas and when it is just about us you know we can tend to make decisions like maybe we think about coasting or maybe we think about quitting or maybe we think about celebrating for six months and taking our foot off the grass gas but when we have a, a broader picture of who that impacts you know, who does it impact when we lose momentum? Who does it impact when when we quit leading, when we quit building? It's not just about us anymore. It's everybody on our team loses because they they look to us for inspiration. They look to us for the pace of play. And I know that's contradictory from me saying earlier, you know, when is enough enough? But actually both of those dynamics are at, at play is you know, this is this is an income opportunity that provides us with the opportunity to work four, five, six, seven years 
and then do whatever we want for the rest of our life, which may not necessarily be make more money, make more money, make more money, but maybe what it is is help other people accomplish what we've accomplished. Like go down and find somebody like you and coach them to their greatness, to their freedom. What's the smartest thing you've done in the last 13 years? I think it was, uh, I mean, it, it has, you could say, very little to do with network marketing, but it also can have everything to do with network marketing. Right. Because when I, I, most people are running around to look for happiness. A lot of people looking for happiness. And as I mentioned, we have orphanages down in Africa, uh, India, Jamaica, uh, a couple of places. And I have met the mo some of the most happiest people down yeah. there. And Playing then, with a stick. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then, of course, I have seen a lot of miserable people on yeah. other places. But right. I have, all, of course, uh, to be fair, I have seen really like unhappy people in Africa as well at our own. But, and, and I also have said really, really happy people that's successful. You know, I've, you and I are pretty happy, yeah, I would we say. Are. So I don't think happiness is something we need to look for. It's just something we decide to be happy or not. Yeah. So for me, that shift was when I decided to be more self-aware. When I started to really understand that no matter what's happening to me, it's, you know, it's how I look at things, how I interpret those things, how I handle those things. And that's easier said than done because for me I'm still working every day on that to be more self-aware so self-awareness comes about a lot of reflections a lot of understanding a lot of wisdom mentors uh, maybe even coaches and uh, reading listening and stuff like that yeah. and then you have of course have to apply it but uh, so I think for me with that self-awareness I have been more happy in a way how I can coach people that it's okay if someone want, wants to go slow it's okay if someone wants to go fast it's okay like it's it's their journey it's their uh, transformation it's their goal so instead of trying to be the one that has all the answer that's right in everything I think that's my biggest uh, advantage I think the last uh, 13 years yeah so get look at the connection between gratitude and happiness so how can you be miserable if you're deeply steeped in gratitude I mean just like you can be ambitious you can have goals and still be grateful for the people in your life for what you have already yeah. accomplished you know you can embrace gratitude right Thomas yeah for all your adversities yeah you know, you could you can be grateful for the people that quit. You can be grateful for the contest that you failed to win, because all of that has brings lessons with yeah. it. And it when you just deeply steep yourself in gratitude for the people around you, for your for your journey, regardless of the obstacles, then happiness is just hardwired into gratitude. And it. Yeah, and I would say, you know, we, my wife and I, we start every morning with gratitude and uh, devotion and uh, just, you know, get on the right uh, side and uh, to get the day going yeah, and everything. Get yeah, yeah. And uh, if we are apart, which happens a lot too, and I, you know, since we're traveling so much, we still, when the, the one that wakes up, you know, if I'm in Sweden, my wife wakes up probably 
eight hours after me when uh, she wakes up we most likely will have a phone call and we will do the gratitude and devotions and stuff and it's actually served us a lot wow yeah did you hear that Kimmy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah i love i love new ideas yeah, that's yeah. a bold one yeah that would take some work for Kimmy and i to yeah to do that one always learn something yeah you know. but i also we're talking about you know being successful and earning money and everything and I, what i learned and that comes back actually from back when in la even that time and i i learned throughout the years uh that most people look for and search for money that's what they see that's right. what they want but successful people and that's up to you to judge what's successful or not but uh, uh, successful people search for wisdom and that's when they can have all the money they need and yeah. everything and yeah. I, there, there's a big uh, teaching moment in that i think as big well. teaching moment in seeking yeah. out wisdom yeah you know when how that relates to money is you know one of the the most ill-advised what's the opposite of wisdom ignorance ignorance i would say yeah okay. One of the most ignorant things people do in our profession is they join companies that really don't have a prayer of paying them 25, 30, 40, 50 years from now. They join products that nobody's going to be buying five or 10 years from now. Yeah. They don't do their due diligence. They don't use critical thinking. They just get swept up in the hype. And then, of course, there's the people who are recruiting them. So when it comes to wealth, like what's the connection between wisdom and wealth? Well, there's no greater wealth than picking the right company, picking the right team, picking the right principles in your life so that when you do invest that four, five, six, seven years of effort, what it creates is wealth instead of starting over and yeah. embarrassment and excuses. So what do you see for the for the future of network marketing, Thomas. You have a global perspective. Yeah. You know a lot of people in a lot of companies. Um, what do you see in the next five, 10 years in the landscape of our profession? What do you see is inevitable to happen? And what do you see needs to happen? I think uh, what's going to happen uh, is uh, it's going to increase the number of people joining because of the platform of social media and uh, influencers and uh, stuff today. I don't say that that's good or bad. I just say that's what I see happening. And that means the pace, it will increase. Maybe we will see people join company and then go to another company and like because of that uh, of course we already do that but uh, but I also think that some of the legacy companies will continue to have their foundation the culture that keeps people in there there's a reason why you use uh, a Mac instead of a PC or a PC instead of like there's you know have the culture of something and uh, I think that will keep a lot of people to certain company as well so you you know like we talk a lot about building your tribe and yeah. uh, all those things so uh, the pace I think will how people join and that it will just the numbers of being recruited I don't say necessarily that more people will recruit like that everybody will recruit more people or more customer but there will be a higher percentage of people that will actually increase all on a daily daily basis you know how much people that comes into the business because of those platforms yeah and hopefully 
uh, we continue to run that with integrity and uh, using our characters and stuff to f- actually have a good you know uh, business well i see that i see the future of network marketing is more people like thomas Dedlin, uh, more people that embrace wisdom and integrity and gratitude and and love and joy and take the high road in building a business and build a legacy business that's the future of our profession so i want to thank all of you that follow us here at bliss business as we find these people around the world who are doing network marketing with class and we learn from them so that you can model your business after them i want to thank you thomas for walking across the street <laughs> <laughs> we're here in maui at the uh What's Andas. Andas, yes. High up, yeah. Super swanky place yeah. here at the Andas. Cool. And uh, you can actually see Lanai over there in the distance. Yeah. That's where Kimmy and I live. And I just hopped the ferry, come over here and sneak this interview with Thomas. Can I throw a last uh, yeah, word in Yeah, you have the last word. <laughs> no, and I think you felt that through this interview too. Like if you put people before profit, you know, people before money, a lot of things will happen for you. And uh, if you have your priorities straight, and I, I will just tell you what's our my priority and my like how my wife and I live our life. We have, uh, uh, in our case, God, family, business, and uh, whatever God is for you, that could be faith or something. But if you have those priorities straight, it's easy to make decisions, very easy. Mm-hmm. And if you apply the golden rule on top of that, do to others what you wish them to do to you or don't do to others what you don't want, wish them to do to you that's like it's an easy common sense thing to do but the interesting is you know common is not very common these days too you know we see that all the time uh, it's actually very rare but I think it's if you have those things and then someone would say oh, but that has nothing to do with network marketing and I would say yeah it, it has every, everything, everything to do with network marketing so if you can take that to your heart, and I'm very grateful for have this opportunity, not only to hang with my friend Richard here, but to connect with you guys. I've seen so many friends on this as well, uh, from different companies and around the world. Really grateful to be in this business and profession, to connect with you all. And uh, one uh, last word would be to go back to, you know, when I started back, back and I didn't earn any money. I think that dream made me faith it until I made it. So uh, bring that that? to you. Faith Faith it it until you make it. Beautiful. Thank you, Thomas. Thank you all for joining us. Over and out. Bye. Take care. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Richard Bliss Brooks Network Marketing Heroes Podcast. If you are inspired and are ready to create your own success story, then it is time to take advantage of some of the top network marketing tools available. Pick up the top recruiting tool that has prospects saying, yes, the four-year career and the four-year career for women. Get your mindset right. Without a clear vision, success is lost. Check out the best-selling book on vision, Mach 2 with your hair on fire, Learn to think like a successful person with this step-by-step guide on how to break through your self-imposed limitations. Mach 2 Vision Training is a 90-minute four-part video training where you get Richard to walk you through crafting your vision. It's a must for anyone looking to step outside the box and hit the ground running. 
For 10% off your order, use the discount code HERO at checkout. If you're serious about building your business, make sure to subscribe to Richard's blog for all the latest tools and articles. This success story is not typical. It is meant to inspire you and show you what's possible. It is not what you should expect to accomplish. Your income will depend entirely on you, your commitment, your work ethic, your leadership, and your ability to acquire customers and inspire sales leaders to join your team. Most people who start off intending to build a sales team do not maintain their motivation to continue.